Hi there. Thank you for listening to the Student Life Podcast. Before we go into this episode, I want to take a moment of consideration for all the people out there that are in a difficult situation right now. Because of the restrictions to tackle the spread of the coronavirus, a lot of you might not be able to go outside or visit your family and friends for a while. Remember, you're not alone and there's a lot of support and activities you can find online. If you're looking for some extra support or if you want to support a fellow student, you can always reach out to the Student Life Coaching Instagram community. That is student underscore life underscore coaching. I will also release some extra episodes of the Student Life podcast in the next few weeks so you can stay occupied with that. And if that's not enough for you, you can also read my blogs, download one of the free exercises and tools, join an Instagram live session or one of the webinars that I'll be giving. It's all free, so if you're feeling a bit lonely or isolated these days, join the Student Life Coaching community and find all the support you need. And if you're not in a city lockdown or in self-quarantine, take some time to support the people around you. Maybe your elderly neighbor needs some groceries, or you can walk somebody's dog while they're sick. Take care of yourself, stay safe, and I hope to meet you soon in the Student Life Coaching Instagram community. That is student underscore life underscore coaching. breathing in and out. This is the departure for your own authentic movement. We are mostly geared to moving towards a goal and what I see as an opportunity is to explore not to have a goal. Moving in, like I was quite amazed of how much you, you taught me with just a few pretty simple exercises. You are listening to the Student Life Podcast. I am Katinka van Kan, a student life coach, and in this podcast I discuss different topics and challenges around life as a student. And I do this with students, teachers, and other professionals. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Student Life Podcast. This Student Life Podcast, we will talk about authentic movement. What does it mean to be able to move authentically? Is this something you can practice and how can this influence your life? With me today to talk about authentic movement is Katerina from Modern Movement. Welcome Katerina. And before we go into our conversation, what should we know about you? Hi, I'm Katerina. I am a cognitive neuroscientist and a dancer and a dance teacher. I am specialized in Margaret Morris movement, which is a dance movement that combines the breathing and the movement, so has exercises. This is what I teach, and my favorite part is how this can enhance your creativity and bring you to, to your authentic movement. Yeah, it's awesome. It's two very different things, actually, that you do, right? Being a scientist and then also a dancer. Yes. Today we're going to talk about authentic movement and what does this mean exactly if we start with the terminology authentic movement, what does that mean to you? So what I mean with it is the movement that your body does when you let go of what you think it should do and the body finds a way to do things as it needs to do. Very often I have, for example, found myself, I know I have a tension on my neck and I just let go and then my head just keeps starts moving. So the body has an intelligence of its own and knows you need to move this muscle that is tense to relax it. Yeah. So this is what I mean by authentic movement. Just let your body express itself without you manipulating it. 
Yeah, beautiful. I think everybody can use a bit more of that skill. Because <laughs> I followed a workshop of you actually last week, last weekend, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, and this is very much something you talk about a lot, right? It's really what you want to to give to people learning how to move authentically. Why does this interest you so much? I see it as an escape and an opportunity to escape because I feel, also starting with myself, very often the need to let go of everything. And I have tried several different other ways and it seems to work with me that improvisation, creativity, coming back to my breath and my own body works the best. So I would like to offer this opportunity to uh, escape and express yourself in a way that you might not trust yourself in the first, but then challenge yourself and then a whole new world yeah. opens. Yeah, definitely. For me also, well, I wouldn't say a whole new world. I only took a really short online <laughs> workshop with you. But I did discover a lot of new things about myself my body the space I was moving in like I was quite amazed of how much you you taught me with just a few pretty simple exercises I think in in that yeah, what was it about an hour yeah uh, that we worked in a small group and so you see a lot of people obviously with uh, with your workshops and as a dancer would you say that naturally people move authentically or or not I would say we are mostly geared to moving towards a goal And for me, the authentic movement is not moving towards a goal, but as I said previously, just letting your body express itself. This is not a goal-directed action. So I think that is the difference between how we move in our everyday life. For example, we see the bus, we run for the bus. Um, we know we have an appointment, we cycle to that appointment. So all our movement is goal-directed. And what I see as an opportunity is to explore not to have a goal not yeah. to know what the goal is and just discovering it just experimenting with it yeah it's beautiful it's really about going with the flow and seeing what you need or what you want to do absolutely because uh, that's basically what improvisation is right just see what is there and work with that and do what feels good to you you know what what comes up or do you want to go left do you want to go right do you want to sit or stand or yeah um, whatever yeah. and i do feel like that's It's hard in life. Like it, get, it gets more and more difficult to just move through your life as well. I mean, we're talking about physical movement now, but as well like mentally or just where mm. you're going in your life. To do that authentically and to just see, you know, tune in with yourself maybe in a way. What what do I want? What feels good to me? And I see a lot with the people that I work with or people I talk to that that's very difficult because we learn to set goals, achieve goals, takes every step you take towards a certain goal. Do you have that experience as well when people come into a workshop, maybe first time uh, or a class with you? Yes, I experienced that. And I experienced that the people have expectations yeah. of their own performance. And this is exactly the type of thing I'm trying to make them let go of. So if you have expectations of, and that's why I don't like to call my classes improvisational, but I call them creative, I, I use the word movement, because many of these things are intimidating. Yeah, um, because, I don't know, you've watched a video maybe of someone you admire and you see how they move and you think, I want to move like them. But that's not your authentic movement. Your authentic movement is something that you let go of whatever you think you should be doing and then let the body express itself. Um, 
I forgot the question. <laughs> that doesn't matter. I think it's awesome what you say. Um, yeah, if it's difficult for people to let go of... Yes, um, exactly. So it's the expectations that if I tell them, don't expect anything your, of yourself, that works a little bit. But I have to give them a different focus in order to focus on that and lose the expectation. So, for example, as we did in the course with the breathing, I said, this is the absolute minimum of movement you're doing, breathing in and out. Yeah. This is the departure for your own authentic movement. And if your body only wants to lay down and breathe, that is your first step. And if your body starts moving, your task is not to stop it. Yeah. Not to tell it, oh, what, 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 what on earth are you doing there? Stop moving. Uh, I think we work a lot with our brains to inhibit movement. And I would prefer to let it happen and yeah so this is a difficulty to make people let go and I give them a different focus I don't tell them but please let go let go that creates a lot of pressure and another goal right? yes because then the goal is to let go yes yeah. <laughs> yeah and I do feel what you say that it was very different or at least in my experience different than improvisation that's something that I've done with music so uh, as a musician if I can call myself that uh, but I've also done some some improv classes or you know just improvise with other musicians and then it's really about I think with theater they say it's about saying yes and so you really look at what do I get and I take that and then I add on to something and with your classes or with your uh, course that you that you gave I felt like it wasn't even about saying yes to anything but yourself right it's not about the environment that you're in it's not about the space that you're in it's not about the people that you're with but really about it was only about me uh, yes and it was amazing because it was online but I still felt very connected to the other people but in that moment of moving nobody existed <laughs> you know it was yeah. just me in my room in my space yeah with my body and moving around in the way that I felt like it was right yeah yeah uh, and if it wasn't because that's also something that happened that you take a step left I'm like oh no all right let's sit, go right mm. and then it's fine right yeah, it doesn't really matter yeah. so you also work at the university as a scientist as a mentor, right? You mentor other students? Yes, I do, yes. That is so the opposite of the modern movement that you do. That's your business in the creative dancing. Is there an overlap in that? Or is it really um, two different sides of life to you? There is some overlap, but there, there are also different things. So in my job, in my actual uh, job, I have uh, research duties, I have teaching duties. And in the research duties, my topic is quite different from dance. It is about rhythm. So it is related to dance, but it's not exactly about dance. It's about rhythm and language. And in my teaching duties, I, yeah... I think that has some overlap because, again, in my classes I teach, so the ability to teach and to yeah. transmit a, a message, regardless of the message, I think that is shared between the two. I like to call them my two legs, um, <laughs> yeah. my, my dancer leg and my researcher leg. I stand on both and I balance in between. And I see some parallels. And actually, the last three months, I've, worked, I've been working on a project combining the two. So yeah, I have a awesome. student who approached me and said, I want to work with you. I want to tackle uh, research-wise anxiety and stress on students. And I want to do it using your methods, your uh, authentic movement, your uh, Margaret Morris movement. 
to give them um, a choreography, to give them, the students I mean, relaxation exercises, dance exercises with which they can use not only during the workshop but also after it. So, um, of course, when she approached me, I was like, oh, my God, but this is like the dream project, you know, start yesterday. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So I'm really enthusiastic and really happy about it. So we are starting next week on the 18th. We are looking for students. Um, So if you are overwhelmed, if you are a bit anxious, a bit stressed, you don't know where to start. Maybe this is something for you. So it's called Dance the Stress Out. This is how we advertise it. It has this nice advertisement, this nice poster with autumn leaves, and it's like orangey. So if you see it anywhere on Facebook groups, that's us. That's the thing to join. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so, I feel, obviously, I also work with student as a, students as a coach. You do a lot of research, but you're also a mentor of, of students, and you work at the university full-time, right? Yes. I do feel that this is something, you know, that learning how to move authentically, but also the the simple exercises that are in your method with the breathing exercises and the relaxation exercises. This is something that is very much needed in the educational system. And I think starting with students, but also teachers as yourself, a lot of teachers that I talk to, there's a lot of stress. It's always been there, but especially now with the Mm. whole corona crisis, teaching online, not being able to see each other and physically connect to each other. I feel like this was this is definitely something that can support everybody yeah in that educational system do you see that as well when you look around you at the university that it's a maybe I, I almost want to say a very static place very yeah absolutely I uh, I agree with this um, I have experienced that myself as a PhD student that I was sort of trapped um, in my own routine And I wouldn't go out. If I didn't have anything to do in the evening, then I would just work late. Sort of like work would spill over to life and there was no balance. So I was really happy on Monday evenings, I remember, at 5.30, that was my dance class. And that was the only appointment that I was always going to. So because I have experienced the positive effects of this specific dance, I decided to become a teacher. For example, I went once with a headache to the class and I came out without a headache. This is like the very basic example that I always bring up and I'm thinking, okay, this must be doing something good with me. Therefore, I truly see the need for it from my own experience and from my experience with students as a mentor and as a supervisor. I see them very often being overwhelmed. As a supervisor, I try to help, but then my role is very uh, specific. I cannot go too close to them. I cannot be their friend. I have to stand on my role as a supervisor. But with my mentor group, I am a bit more casual. So there I'm happy to meet for a walk as well and connect, as you said, also in a physical environment, not only in the virtual one. So let's say I'm a student and I'm listening to this now and I think, hmm, that sounds nice to be able to move authentically through life as well as all the the physical classes that it brings. Where do I start if I decide now, okay, I'm stuck and maybe I'm stressed, maybe I see myself just going in this, you know, through life every day in the structure, in this set out planning maybe. Where do I start to connect with myself and my authentic movement? So um, the cliche bit would be follow me on Insta. Yes, (laughs) modern movements. (laughs) Exactly. So the the, um, key is Katerina Modern Movement. There I have some tips where I say, for example, the very first thing is take a minute, take a break to breathe. 
So just lay down, crook lying is the best, and just observe your belly going up and down. Just that. You don't need music, you just need a peaceful environment or the ability to not be annoyed by any other noise that is around you. And just observe your belly going up and down, just that. Just take that one, two minutes. That is already a connection. And I'm not saying just close your eyes and don't do anything because our head gets busy, 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 and you might not get that moment for yourself. But if you have the task of observing your belly, that does make something. That is one thing you can start already observing your own breath. And the other thing you can start is when you feel the urge to make something, to create something, to express yourself in a way, make it, do it, do not suppress it. So if you, for example, just like to doodle a bit with a, with a pen on, on a pa- piece of paper, do it. Lose yourself into that expression. If you like to bake, if you like to cook, do that. Something creative, something that gives you the opportunity to produce rather than consume. Yeah, because yeah, I also feel like we expect too much from creativity in itself. So many of my friends always tell me, oh, you're so creative, I'm not creative at all. And then every time it amazes me, I'm like, how can you say that you're not creative while you are, you know, helping your brother out with this or that? Or when yeah. you are the one that can basically build a whole house, I cannot put in my own floor, but, you know, a lot of my friends can. And then they feel like they're not creative. It's not really about inventing something new for the world. Just do something. I mean, it's not gonna, you're not going to invent baking a cake, but it doesn't mean that it's not creative to bake a cake and just... Yeah. You know, put your love, your heart and your soul in that. That's it. That's it. Uh, And it doesn't Um, matter if it's a plain cake. It's still amazing that you did that. Took the time for that as well. And that that space, create that space for yourself where where you can just be and do what you like to do. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I mean, Margaret Morris puts it in her uh, book, Creation in Dance and Life. She puts it very well. If you contribute something to yourself and others, you are living creatively. Yeah. That's it. What you contribute, that's up to you. For me, the research is a very creative bit as well. I create questions, I create hypotheses, experiments, I bring knowledge. That is, for me, the absolute freedom to have knowledge and have the freedom to ask more and bring more knowledge to society. And yeah, if your tool to create is painting, that's it. Uh, if you like to dance, if you like a- anything, it doesn't really matter where you express yourself. Just that you take the time to express yourself and produce something. And the quality doesn't, doesn't matter. The, it will sound cliche, but it is indeed the case. The process is what matters yeah. and how, what you learn by doing that process. It's not about doing something right or doing something wrong or doing it good or bad. Yes, you you just doing it. Very often I see people thinking or or saying this is not good enough or um, what if it looks weird? What what then? (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) I mean, it's just something that looks weird. Isn't it funny? Isn't can't you just enjoy that? It just looks weird and it's funny. So that's already already something. It doesn't have to be perfect. And that's also something I felt very much in your class that. When I see your videos, I'm always amazed about the movements or even the pictures that you uh, post sometimes, you know, the, the creativity and the movements. I'm like, wow, that thought comes up, right? I cannot do that. I would never be able to. I wonder how she does that. And so I recorded myself during during that online class. And then looking back at it, I'm like, oh, you're doing actually really cool things. And it, it felt right, but I didn't think it was interesting. And then looking back, I'm like, it, it looks very interesting, but also it looks 
very much like me. And it's not like I invented new dance movements, but you see that I'm connected at that moment, you know, being connected with yourself and just moving the way that that movement should be at that moment. Um, yeah, I'm really happy you, yeah. you felt this way. Um, yeah, it was yeah. really awesome. And I was quite amazed that with you just showing us a few movements. Also, you didn't just say, uh, like like you mentioned before, let go and just move. It, it wasn't like that, but really these are things that you can do uh, for types of movements and play with that. So there was quite some structure in that, but within that structure that you provided a lot of, well, actually all the space to so just go and see what comes up. And so that was really cool. You're also going to give a workshop at the Energizer event in January. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah. looking forward to this. Can you give us maybe a bit of a sneak peek into that? What what can we expect from that workshop? Yeah, so it's going to be a longer version of what I did uh, previously with uh, mm-hmm. with you, as you reported. It's going to be a little bit more on the interactive side. So because when we do stuff online, there is less opportunity for interaction. But when we are physically there, I like to explore the possibility of how two people can first, for example, the very basic thing, mirror each other and have a dialogue Mm -hmm. in movement. That's just the one thing that I'm going to say. I'm not going to reveal too much. (laughs) There's other rules, um, not rules, rules sounds a bit uh, restrictive, but guidelines, guidelines, um, ideas, inspirations from Margaret Morris' movement with regard to creativity in space and how to use space. And I want to work with those in teams uh, of people, so students and teachers, as they will be involved in the Energizer event. Of course, we have to keep ourselves safe with the COVID-19 guidelines. And um, yes, so I will design these sort of tasks, COVID safe, interactive bits, but also working with yourself or working with uh, some uh, abstract concept or working with uh, an object that you can interact with. These are some things. And yeah, the breathing will play an important role and how to use your body in a way that feels natural. So how do you breathe when you move statically? How do you breathe when you move in space? These are things we will explore. Awesome. I cannot wait for you to give that workshop. Um, Yeah, yeah, you mentioned already you have to obviously stick to the COVID guidelines. We're not sure yet what they're going to be in January, but whatever Mm -hmm. they are, we'll stick to it. I think that we can very safely say that the meter and a half distance will probably still be there. Is this something that you, what what did it change for you? It's different now to give classes you've tried online. I've also seen that a few weeks ago when the weather was a little bit drier, uh, you did classes outside still. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did that change for you with space and working with, with um, the dancers? Yeah, for me, it's really difficult not to be able to see the participants because I go to each person if I see they could be improving something on their posture or on their coordination of breathing and movement. And I give specific feedback. And this is something that I cannot do online. I cannot observe very well from the... It it depends on the angle of the camera. It depends on the lighting. Very often you don't see the whole body. So I really need to see the whole body to know, okay... The knee is not in the right position, but actually this is because the foot is not in the right position. Right. Yeah. So this is really difficult for me being trained as an MMM dancer, who, which, yeah, in, in MMM we're really precise because if you don't align the body well, then the, the movement doesn't feel natural. So yeah. this is really a challenge for me and I feel it to frustrate me. 
uh, whenever I'm trying to teach something online and I go like, oh, they don't see my body. How are they supposed to do it properly? And then I can't see their whole body. How am I supposed to check if they're doing it properly? So this is something I have to let go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have to give somehow verbal instructions that make sure that the body is in the right posture. Like, for example, where your uh, center of gravity is, then most probably you are having your feet in the right position. If yeah. I say, watch your weight to be in the middle, something like that. Yeah. The other thing that I struggle with is recently we discovered that when I play the music, then it's more difficult to speak over the music. Yeah, and this right. is what I do a lot. Like while the music is ongoing, and I, the people already have a task, and they're expressing themselves in this task, they're playing around with an abstract thought or an object that I have given them, and I want to push them to explore that even further because I see some of them are hesitant, and this is the the moments where I really, I may even shout, I may go like, "What is this uh, character doing?" Like, and then. I see poof, something happens in the group. So this really delicate communication, this doesn't happen online. And maybe if I train more and more on it, maybe it will happen. But at the moment, I'm missing it. Yeah, yeah this yeah. has changed. In the match. Didn't feel like we missed anything in the class. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Then then but it was good. <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine that it's also, uh, this is one, one of the reasons I wanted to organize the Energizer event as well, because it's a connection between a student and a teacher. Mm. Uh, that easy connection that we never thought of and now with the online teaching we miss it you as, as a dance teacher but also uh, professors and, and people that give lectures like you, yeah. you you didn't become a professor or, or a teacher to give a lecture to a screen mm. you know and yeah. not having your students there even though they don't say anything usually just them not being there is, is so different so mm. I think a lot of teachers probably that are listening can feel feel a bit of that pain did it also give you new opportunities yeah I, I have been thinking about what is the positive aspect in this yeah and one thing that I indeed saw interesting was that we can do more floor work from home which I couldn't do outside because for example maybe the grass was a bit wet so with a mat you could move on the mat but then yeah it's about expressing and moving if you want to crawl or roll over to some other side you can't really do it uh, if the grass is wet so something like being at home being in your living room being in your room where you have your own familiar space you know your floor okay the suitability of different floors is something that is questionable but nevertheless it is your private space and you can go on the floor you can maybe let go of your own critical self easier because there's no one else around you and even if I'm on camera most probably I'm not observing you anyway and the other participants are also most probably not observing if they're doing stuff right they're also yeah. on the floor so it is distant but it also offers the opportunity of more freedom to express yourself Maybe that is something that is a positive thing. All right, let's round up our conversation. What would be your message for anybody that's listening, if it's a student or a teacher or anybody who is listening to this podcast? What would you like to tell them about moving authentically? Yeah, I think just taking these few minutes, if you're curious, I think the quality you will need is curiosity, playfulness, 
and just the ability to experiment the curiosity to experiment it's, yeah. it's the same so if you're open to that and then you start with observing your belly going up and down in, in the breathing pattern that is already one thing and yeah see see where that brings you i mean it might just be something that you do for two or three minutes and it just relaxes you and you're on the ground and you reconnect with your body and that's already that's already beautiful yeah. and if you start moving with it okay that's also nice i think that's definitely a good uh, good place to start it was one of my favorite exercises in in your class it gave me a lot of connection to myself but also the space around me and after that i was really able to move just in any way that that came up so mm. that was awesome if people are interested and want to know more about you we can find you online at katerina modern movement on instagram right yes facebook. and a facebook page uh, modern movement the key again is katerina modern movement yeah. so it's the same key facebook and instagram i will link it in the in the description as ah, well thank you super <laughs> that's it's always easiest to put it there yes thank you so much for this conversation we will see you at the energizer event in january see you there. Yeah. and if there's any students here locally in maastricht that right now want to already start or do something you are going to give four classes over the next yes. four weeks right yes the dance your stress out is from the 18th of november and for the four uh, next wednesdays at six all right awesome so go check that out thank you so much much for this conversation uh, thank i love you for what the you invitation. do i love all the inspiration and how you want the whole world to move authentically and i think thank you're you. definitely on your way of doing that thank you for listening to this episode of the student life podcast Do you know another topic that you feel needs to be discussed? Or is there maybe a challenge in your student life you would like to talk about? Well, don't wait any longer and get in touch with me. You can send an email to info at vankancoaching.com or find Student Life Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And maybe I will talk to you in the next episode of the Student Life Podcast.